Hello, everyone. Welcome to Soulmates Podcast. This is Emily. I'm Kyle. And we are so back. We're so back, Emily. Been a while. Yeah, you know, life got very busy. Um, I'm taking an online class. Rachel's job is working her to death. The holidays are here. Lots of stuff going on. But we're back. Um, and Rachel will be back next episode. So today we are going to be talking about a J-drama that Kyle and I both watched and immensely enjoyed, I will say. It is so fun and also just one of the most out there things I've ever watched. We watched Sweat and Soap, which is a nine episode uh, J-drama. And this is an adaptation of a manga that I have read. We knew about the source material before we watched the drama. And then uh, we decided to watch it uh, with a friend, and we loved it a lot. Yeah, it was so crazy. Probably the most out there J-drama I've seen in the last five or six years. It's incredibly odd. I mean, people don't do it like this anymore. No, it's it's cranked up to the nth degree, and, and the thing is, it works. It totally does because the concept is really out there. A little more background information on Sweat and Soap. The TV show came out from February to April of 2022, and we both watched it on Viki. And I believe that is the only place you can legally <laughs> watch it. I'm sure there's other places, but that is where we watched it. And it is based on a manga series that's written and illustrated by Kintetsu Yamada. So Kyle, why don't you read this little description of what the show is about. So in Sweat and Soap, Asako is a timid office worker at Lilia Drop, a toiletry company. She loves the company because she's ashamed about her sweating problems and body odor. And the scent of the soap produced by the company is the only thing capable of undermining her insecurities. But when Kotaro, the company's lead product developer, approaches her and gets a deep whiff of her scent, shall I say? It's a deep whiff. It's a <laughs> He he states that he loves her smell so much and finds her really inspirational for his work as a product developer of this soap company. Um and so they continue to meet for work and she begins to care less about being sniffed by him. Uh, and they start a, a relationship together. And the show is basically their relationship. We will be getting into spoilers, but we're not going to do our usual, like, episode recaps. We are just going to talk about the show because, honestly, just, like, describing what happens doesn't give you the full vibe of the show. No, no it, it's <laughs> it's honestly something that you have to see for yourself because it's just crazy it's really odd yeah so they're both working at the same soap company and the actress who plays asako i don't think they made her sweaty and stinky enough <laughs> okay so just this girl like is she's supposed to be sweaty stinky and they literally at at any one time where they need to show that off they have got somebody right off camera with a damn squirt bottle just <laughs> spraying her down with water to make her look just absolutely drenched in sweat. She has hyperhidrosis, which is excessive sweating. And it usually is like an endocrine disorder, but honestly, it's not that big of a deal. You're just sweaty. 
Yeah, they, they, they kind of play it up, obviously, for the drama, but they make her out to be the sweatiest person on earth. And the stinkiest. And They're, the stinkiest. She is rank, apparently. Yep. So, like, twice a day, she'll go into her office bathroom and sit on the toilet with her titties out. <laughs> yes, she's... Covered by a bra, but she's spraying antiperspirant all over her body. It's just like it's a perfume. Yes. Just spraying it everywhere. And she does that like every episode. And while she's doing that, there's always two co-workers who are like chatting at the sink and gossiping. And then and then because she's spraying this this fucking spray deodorant all in the bathroom, they're like <coughs> It's like being in the middle school locker room when everybody's spraying Axe body spray. Yeah. I just enjoyed this so much because this is a weird concept. Like, they're co-workers for a soap company, and the guy is really into the girl because she's stinky. And he also has, like, super smelling abilities. I think we should talk about him for a minute because he's, like, he's the other main integral part of this. And so, that you know, they get together and, like, the first episode you know so you don't have to beat around the bush waiting for will they won't they and basically this man at any possible time is going to take her into the stairwell and just really get up in there like (laughs) you know the nose emoji he is the nose eyes emoji (laughs) like just sniffing and i want to know what the casting director's vision for this was because they have got him like dialed in as high octane as he can go. He is at a 13 when the situation calls for a five. Yes. At any (laughs) one point. And I got to give it to him props because he was going for it. Well, apparently this actor used to be in theater and I can totally see that. Yeah. He's extremely expressive. Yes, his his face is always showing the, the you know to the nth degree what he's feeling and his eyes are always looking like they're going to bug out of his head like that Tex Avery wolf. Well, like how do you show that he's like smelling her emotions? Because that is literally what he's doing. He's like, oh, you smell happy. You smell anxious. All this other stuff. And like her scent brings him inspiration. How how are you supposed to show that and not tell it? By crazy facial That's, emotions. Yes. <laughs> and, and I think that was one of the most entertaining parts of it was just watching him. Yeah. Like... Seeing how, cause she, she's, she acts all timid and shy, but he's like a hound dog sniffing like a bloodhound. <laughs> so the craziest thing about this show is the intimate scenes <laughs> that are not intimate. Yep. Because they're banging on this show. Like every episode. They are very horny and they bang. And instead of showing a traditional sex scene, I guess... They do the weirdest shit and they're like, yes, in your mind, you know, just imagine them having sex, but instead we're going to show something wacky. Yeah. And like, so it, it always starts out with like the same music, the lighting changes, and then they have this like humidifier going sicko mode, just <laughs> throwing human water into the air. It becomes smoky. It looks like a fog machine in front of a house on Halloween. And they're doing all kinds of weird things. And each episode, it's a different theme. 
And so without spoiling it, the most insane one that I really enjoyed was it had to do with ramen. Oh my God. Yeah. If you were curious about this show and you didn't know if you wanted to spend the time watching it, go to YouTube, just look up Sweat and Soap Intimate Montage and just watch all of them. Be amazed. They are crazy. I have never seen anything like that on TV. Especially for Japan, such a conservative country. It's very interesting. Well, I mean... They're not showing them. Well, they're not showing busy, anything. But they're yeah. just like, they are having sex. Yes. <laughs> In a wacky and crazy way. So this show does not have a very big budget. And you can kind of tell. They're filming it in an office building. But office buildings have big windows. And like, in some of the shots, the white balance is so bad. And people are in shadow. And I'm like, oh man. They didn't have time to go back and film from a different angle or, or fix it in post. You can tell that the budget was not all the way there, but I feel like they did a pretty good job with what they had. Yes, you, you can tell that the company that was funding this was like, this is fucking weird. Hope you makes money, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> and so they kind of gave them bare bones, but I thought it was really funny and actually pretty charming. It's it's a very it's a very good show. But yeah, I think if they had had, you know, an infinite budget, they had an MCU sized budget, that would have gone insane. I think they had to be even more creative because of the small budget. Yes. Like for the weird intimate scenes, like I think they had to be more creative because they couldn't do any sort of CGI or anything like that. I agree. I've had this in my work as well when you don't have a lot of money and you have to solve a problem you do get very creative and i think yeah i do think that 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 forced them to think outside the box and get kind of wacky with it i also really enjoyed the romance at first asako is really shy and she's kind of embarrassed to be with this like very popular guy i mean she's with someone who's of a much higher rank at work and she's like oh we shouldn't tell anyone and he's like, no, I want to tell everyone that you're my girlfriend. Yeah, and like, he's very handsome, but it's not the stereotype of like, the ugly girl with the handsome guy. She's very pretty. She's just sweaty. She's just sweaty. I feel like part of the story of Sweat and Soap is Asako getting over her insecurities about how sweaty she is. Yes. So I like that. Some personal growth moments. Towards the end of the show, she, like, is meeting one of her childhood friends and, like, her childhood bully shows up and acts like nothing is wrong. Calls her this mean nickname and she was like, oh, so funny back in the day. Anyway, goodbye. I wish that they had another episode. They probably didn't because of the budget. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wish they had another episode for her to be like, fuck you. Like, to actually confront this person. Yeah, because and it's shown several times in the show that the bullying that she received when she was a child for being sweaty and stinky has affected her as a person, and, and it weighs heavily on her. And so I think that that, yeah, an extra episode where she kind of confronts that and, and moves past that would be very good. Yeah. Like, honestly, the show concluded just fine. But I felt like there could have been two or three more episodes in it if there was more budget. 
it kind of ends very abruptly. Yes. Where they're like, we're getting married. And then it just kind of shows them like at the altar and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's obviously due to budget constraints. You know, it would have been nice to have like a whole episode dedicated to their wedding. You know, I, I think that that would have been nice and kind of a good cap to the series. But overall, I thought it was so fun. Such a great watch. I didn't even know that they had made a live action mm -hmm. until our friend was like, have you heard of this? It sounds so weird. And I was like, have I heard of it? I have the manga. Yep. <laughs> I didn't even know. I guess, how would you advertise it here, you know? but Oh, yeah. But there was no, like... I don't know. Crunchyroll didn't talk about it at all or, or any like anime news network or whatever, you know? Every episode made me laugh because it was subbed by the quote sniff sniff team with a pig nose emoji. And after every episode, I had to laugh and just be like, yes, this sniff sniff team brought to you by like. That's how Vicky does their subbing. Yeah. <laughs> they get like a group. This live action just goes to show you that, like, even the weirdest concepts can be done and can honestly be done on a budget. I feel like shoujo and, and jose manga, some of them are so fucking weird, but they never, ever, ever get adaptations because, like, oh, only women watch this and that's not a big enough audience. I think that this live action just kind of goes to show that you can make a live action adaptation of something wacky and have it be charming and good. Yeah. You know, it, and, it, and it doesn't have to be animated because I think there's people that might look at the manga and go, how would you ever do that mm -hmm. realistically? But I think they did a very good job with that. The manga is pretty sexy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're looking for like a spicier version of the live action, read the manga. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the manga is in... Uh, set to the same censorship standards no. as broadcast television. In Japan, yeah. So let's do our ratings of this. On a scale from one to five, how would you rate the acting? Five. I mean, my man is giving it his all. He's doing so much that he's picking up slack for other people. Basically, everybody that was in it acted very well. Honestly, I'm going to give it a five because it's camp, mama. It is camp. If you want a camp show, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> On a scale from one to five, how would you rate the plot of Sweat and Soap? I give it a four. It's fairly standard, like, shoujo slice of life type stuff. I'm going to give it like a two. I felt like they could be doing more with her, like, sweatiness trauma <laughs> and, like, overcoming that. And more with Kotaro's backstory because he has a super nose that's not always a good thing and there's an episode where his nose gets clogged and he's like in a horror movie it's really funny yeah like i would have liked more of that yeah on a scale from one to five how would you rate everything else the costuming the music the cinematography anything else that's not the acting or the plot i'd give it a four it has a couple of main settings, but then otherwise it's just kind of like, they're at the train station, they're at the, you know, wherever. I thought that after a while, the bathroom spraying deodorant things became completely repetitive. 
Because I'm pretty sure they reused footage. Well, I'm sure they did. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, you know, the rest of the show is good, but I think that there's a couple of things that, like, like you were saying with, like, the white balance and stuff, that they, they could have, if they had more time or whatever, that they could have made better. I'm going to give it a four as well. Some of the lighting was really, really bad. But overall, did it take away from my enjoyment? No. It just made me cringe a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and it's not in every scene either. Mm-mm. They just really needed like three extra people to fix the lighting. Yeah. Because in some scenes they were so red. Some they were so yellow. And then others the white balance was like so off. Oh and God, I was like, stop. So much. Balance of, the color. So much red lighting in that show. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> All right. Simple question. Do you recommend this show? Oh, 100%. You should watch this. I wholeheartedly recommend this show. And if anyone comes up to me and asks, like, what should I watch? What drama should I watch? Of course, I have a list. But I'll be like, do you like anything wacky? Watch this. This will be my number one, like, wacky show. Yeah, you will have a good time, I guarantee. All right, let's wrap this up with our weekly K-pop recommendations. I am going to recommend... Gosh, so much has come out. I could recommend so many things. <laughs> I think I'm going to recommend Guilty by Taman. What <laughs> a shock. I'm going to recommend Bulldozer by Red Velvet. Shocking, I know. So thank you so much for listening to this episode all about Sweat and Soap, the J-drama. We'll be back in two weeks, we promise. <laughs> I promise. You know, life sometimes just gets really busy. During our hiatus, so many people released albums, like so many. So we'll probably do like an album review. And we got some stuff in the pipelines for more episodes. So look forward to that. And also like Idgebowl became a thing. <laughs> I just burst out laughing. Are you Idgebowling? On this podcast, I fucking Idgebowl right into the yes, mic. Yes, you do. It spikes. Y'all both do. Rachel and I both do, and I have to go back and edit it (laughs) to make us not so loud. Y'all are so lucky. I do so much sound editing on this podcast. If I didn't, if I just put it out there raw, it would be so loud, the laughing, it would make you go deaf. (laughs) Eardrum bursting. Yeah, we are just cackling straight into the mic, spiking all the audio levels. Idgeball started with K-pop fans. Can you believe it? I think I'm going to stick with LOL, though. K-pop stands love a stupid little acronym. I do like Inge Bolognese, though. Inge Bolognese is funny. (laughs) I'm eating my Inge Bolognese. (laughs) Okay, let's let's end it now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can find Soulmates Podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. You can send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at Soulmates Podcast. And there we have a link tree to all of our relevant social media links and also Spotify playlists. You can find this podcast pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. And especially Spotify. We are on Spotify. (laughs) Uh, That's actually where I've been listening to most of my podcasts. I used to listen to it on Apple. But now I just listen to it pretty much all on Spotify in my car. So Get, get us on your Spotify rap next year. Yeah. Soulmates Challenge. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye.